And those who were circumcised took issue with him, the Jewish guys, saying, you went to uncircumcised men and ate with them. Oy vey, I cannot believe you did this. Not only were you around them, you shared food with them. Food to a Jewish person is a very special, intimate thing, a meal. You had a meal with Gentiles. So, verse 4, but Peter began speaking and proceeded, and I'm using New American Standard, so the words might be different in yours, to explain to them in an orderly sequence. Now, there's where Peter and I would be different, because I'm sure that you do, and I would jump around, and I wouldn't get it all exactly in order of the events. I'd have all the parts, I just wouldn't have them in a sequence, as much as I would want to have them in a sequence. He says in verse 5, I was in this city of Joppa praying. So that shows something that these guys that had been with Jesus and seen all this stuff, this was not something that they just did on the side and then they went back to their fishing life. I mean, this is a regular stuff, checking in with headquarters with God. They're talking. Peter's talking to Father, talking to Jesus. I mean, there is a back and forth, I think, kind of potentially going on in this this prayer time it's not just him doing his morning prayers because it's his habit he says he's praying verse five and in a trance i saw a vision so he's not just praying he's having an open vision that's overriding what he's seeing naturally you know it's so strong he's he's kind of in an altered state and he uses that phrase, a trance, kind of an altered state. He's in this altered place, and he sees, sees this. And what he sees is a, an object coming down like a great sheet, lowered by four corners from the sky, and it came right down to me. Verse 6, and when I had fixed my gaze on it and was observing it, I saw four-footed animals of the earth, okay, Remember, he's Jewish, so this isn't, we're already into a little problem here. And wild beasts, and the crawling creatures, and the birds of the air. This is a whole bunch of earthly creation that Jewish people don't eat. But they're inside this four-cornered sheet, and it's kind of like a diaper, you know. He slipped this down, and God has, and it's right there in front of Peter. Verse 7, and I also heard a voice saying to me, get up, Peter, kill and eat. I can only imagine that the whole little Jewish crowd in Jerusalem are going, what? Say that again? What? What? You know, I don't know that it went like that, but it went like that. He's He's been given like, okay, Peter's lost his mind or whatever. You know, you want to have the, the like to have been there right then when they're listening to this. But in verse 8, but I said, by no means, Lord, for nothing unclean, or I mean, un- unholy or unclean has ever entered my mouth. But a voice from heaven answered a second time What God has cleansed, no longer consider unholy. And there's where he gets us all. The people that we meet 
don't, no matter what they have been into at different places of their life, they have potential with walking with God just like you and I. The very same. Verse 10. This happened three times. Now there's, you know, it's a big deal. You know, Jewish person, what? Three. You do it. God does something in threes. It's a big deal. And everything was drawn back into the sky. Verse 11. And behold, at that moment, again, timing is another thing in Scripture. It's a big deal in timing. We'll say something like, and while they were yet speaking, somebody showed up. You know, it's like timing, timing and multiplication of some, do, repeating something multiple times, holy, holy, holy. Three is a really, you know, God the Father, Son, Holy Spirit. Three is a big number in God's universe. So, man, and so at that moment, so, so the sheet went back. This came down and went up three times, and then it's drawn into the sky permanently. And at that moment, three men appear. So not only did the sheet do this three times, three guys show up at the door, appeared at the house in which we were staying, having been sent to me from Caesarea, verse 12, and the Spirit told me to go with them without misgivings, so these six brethren also went with me. Now, so now he's taken, he's taken six Jewish guys with him. So that makes seven, seven Jewish guys. This sounds like a little children's book. Seven Jewish guys and three Gentile guys are together going to Cornelius' house. Okay, verse 13, and he reported to us how he had seen the angel, so that they go to his house. Uh, he'd entered in verse 12, Cornelius' house, at verse 13. And so he reported to us how he had seen the angel standing in his house, saying, send a Joppa and have Simon, who's also called Peter, brought here. And he will speak words to you by which you will be saved, you and your household. Ooh, okay, it's got everybody's attention. Every, all the Jewish guys in Jerusalem, all the head people, they're tracking here. Verse 15, and I began to speak, at, and as I began to speak, the Holy Spirit fell upon them just as he did upon us at the beginning. Parallel experience. Had a parallel experience as Gentiles did as I was speaking to them the things that God wanted me to say. Verse 16, and I remembered the word of the Lord of how he used to say, Jesus talking, John baptized with water, but you will be baptized with the Holy Spirit. Okay. Verse 17, therefore, if God gave to them the same gift as he gave to us also, after believing in the Lord Jesus Christ, who was I that I could stand in God's way? It's perfect logic. A is to B, B is to C, thus A is to C. I mean, the logic is all right there. He's laid it out. Who, who am I to get in the way of this? Verse 19. So then, those who, let's see, am I missing something? Okay, yeah, that's it. Verse 18. When they heard this, they quieted down 
and glorified God, saying, Well then, God has granted to the Gentiles also the repentance that leads to life. This is mind-boggling. God wants to save the Gentiles, the non-Jewish people, just like he wants to save the Jewish people. We're all grafted together. So this stuff that is going on in major cities of the world right now is demonic. It's got to be demonic. It's got to be from the other side. Because this is God's plan. As terrible as Hamas is, God would like for them to be saved. God wants all the Jewish people to accept that Jesus is the Messiah, the one they've all been looking for from the days of the prophets. He wants them all to be one family, everybody to be one family, across all of humanity. And that's the plan. It's coming. It's coming. When Jesus comes back, it's coming. This whole thing of Advent, when you look up the Advent candles and how that started, that's really about the second coming. It's to say, he's coming. If not this year, next year, he's coming. There is a visitation coming. The angels have said, the same way that you saw him lifted up into the clouds, so you shall see him return. It's coming. The clock is always running. It's always running, no matter what you and I run into, no matter what horrendous things happen, no matter earthquakes exploding, ground opening up, planes crashing, nuclear, it's coming. It's coming. The king is coming. The king is going to cut down on Mount of Olives, and it's going to split, and water is going to run from the ocean into the Dead Sea, and the Dead Sea is going to have live fish living in it. It's currently got so much salt in it, you know, that you and I can float in it, and nothing's alive in it because it's just got so much salt. It's not the outcome that he's planning on having. Verse 19, so then those who were scattered because of the persecution that occurred in connection with Stephen made their way to Felicia and, of course, to Cyrus and Antioch, these three different cities, speaking the word to no one except to Jews alone. This is the, you know, they're being good Jewish people. They're, they're acting out history. They're, they are evangelizing about Jesus, but only to other Jews. The Jews are only evangelizing to Jews, as the history is showing us. And then there's verse 20. And that's sort of like the Lonnie Frisbee verse to me of the vineyard. But there were some of them, the men of Cyprus and Cyrene, who came to Antioch, began speaking to the Greeks also. Nobody gave them permission to do that. But they did because the Holy Spirit had released this. I'm not sure they even knew this thing at Jerusalem had happened back there. We'd have to go look it up. So 
verse 21. So, so they've been speaking to the Greeks also preaching the Lord Jesus. 21, and the hand of the Lord was with them, and a large number who believed turned to the Lord. Uh, they took the message. When they said it, the Gentiles grabbed hold of it. It, it pricked their hearts. And the news about them reached to the ears of the church at Jerusalem. So who did they send? Barnabas. Barnabas, the son of encouragement, which meant, you know, is meant to what his name meant. They sent Barnabas off to Antioch. Verse 23, and when he arrived and witnessed the grace of God, he rejoiced and began to encourage them all with resolute heart to remain true to the Lord. Barnabas was big about evangelism, about everybody. When he saw it himself, what the news had, that these Gentiles were embracing Jesus, he was just overjoyed with this. He didn't go, no, I'm going home and report that this is not right. No, he was for it. He was so for all this. Verse 24, and it says, For he was a good man, full of the Holy Spirit, and of faith. we got three little statements there about this Barnabas. And considerable numbers were brought to the Lord. It's a pretty good-sized crowd going on. So what does he do? Verse 25, he left for Tarsus to look for Saul. He knew, after being around Saul and him changing, converting, how powerful he was at talking to people. He made them glad or mad, one or the other. I mean, that was Saul. That's what he's doing. You know, they've already had to let him down outside the wall in a basket to get him away from town. And then he gets, they gets in Jerusalem, you know, and Barnabas, he talks, Paul, going by Saul then, you know, he's, talks to Barnabas. Barnabas brings him before the council and says, hey, he's all right. I've checked him out. He stirs trouble up in Jerusalem. They're going, same stuff's going to happen here that happened down the road. We already got enough trouble. Send him home for a while. So they send him back to his hometown up in Antioch. So the first person that Barnabas, son of encouragement, when he sees this firsthand, goes, Saul, Saul will be good at this. Saul, Saul can speak a lot of languages. He's got a, he's got a Roman citizenship. He's doggone smart. He's, he's anointed, and he can convince people. We need him up here. Verse 23, and when he arrived and witnessed the grace of God, well, we did, just did that one. Oh, verse 25. So he left for Tarsus to look for Saul. I got the towns mixed up, didn't I? I said, uh, so Tar Tarsus is his, his hometown. And when he found him, he brought him to Antioch, verse 26. And for an entire year, they met the church and taught considerable numbers. And the disciples were first called Christians, Christ-like ones in Antioch. This is the first time that the name, he come up with a nickname for the Christians. Yeah. Verse 27 now, at this time, some prophets came down from Jerusalem to Antioch. Aha, so we have people that are anointed in the prophetic, and they're pretty good at seeing and, seeing and hearing things. So they're traveling among the different Christian communities now. One of them named Agabus, verse 
verse 8, stood up and began to indicate by the Spirit that there would be a, certainly be a great famine all over the world. And this took place in the reign of Claudius, to let you know historically when it did, that the word came true. Verse 29, and in, in, in the proportion that any of the disciples had means, each of them determined to send a contribution, so to put together some money, for the relief of the brethren in, in Judea. And this they did, sending it in charge of Barnabas and Saul to the area. So in this chapter, we see Christianity working like it should be working right now. You know, some of the Christians that I read, um, who's one of them, Randy? Randy, the prophetic guy. But anyway, he's been back and forth to, to Israel a lot talking, trying to bring, taking things, things to help the Christians there, things to help the Jews there uh, from his ministry. He puts out a report about every couple of weeks of some encounters and things that's been going on. So that's pretty cool. So anybody got something? don't really know about this encounter with him, although it went well. Externally, it looks like when he went to Jerusalem, it did seem to change his behavior. That's really good. His behavior different. Well, we're seeing that right currently with the Jewish population and, you know, in the different cities, different mayors, different uh, uh, congressmen, men, men and women in Congress. Uh, uh, just all kinds of surprising things going on. These Ivy League schools, like, wow, y'all are supposed to be going to an elite place where, where people have elite thoughts and converse on all kinds of things. And y'all are, y yeah, yeah, forget you and your open ideas. Like, y'all have gone off the deep end. And then you go interview them, and they, they can't really even explain what's really gone on, or they don't want to acknowledge it. And, and some of them, I want to go, well, you know what? You need to take your Har Harvard sweatshirt and wear it inside out because when you say something on camera like, oh, well, that's just AI program, like that didn't really, th they're applying, it didn't really happen. You know, so a lot of people said, no, we didn't really go to the moon. Um, I, I go, you're kidding me. I mean, it, it, at first it was mind-boggling, but when you back up, and look at all these events in all these major world cities, what's going on, you go, this is of the enemy. Something something really, really big is going on right now. Uh, it's just not, it's not right. So the one part of that is that if, if you and I get too caught up in something going on across the planet, I get concerned about myself is that I will not be listening to what I'm supposed to do. I'm not going to be responsible for all this big stuff. I'm only going to be responsible for what he told me to do maybe this afternoon, you know. So, yes, right, yeah, right, yes, all kind of stuff like that. The, uh. The Pope has gone after one of the guys here, and you know that 